Hey, this is Jay. Welcome back to the Zombies Ate My Poodle podcast. I'm reading my entire book a chapter at a time because I'm turning it into an audiobook. In the last chapter, Zach and Amy rescued a group of teenagers, and then one of them tricked Zach away from everybody else and left him tied up with duct tape in a gift shop. Not even fair. Let's see what happens in this chapter. Three, two, one. Chapter 19, Trapped. Come on, everyone. Brian called to the group as he neared them. That kid is going out the back way to look for a door we can all leave through. He hitched Zach's backpack up as he shouldered through the group. We're going to meet him at the other entrance to the mall. Amy's eyes grew wide. That didn't make any sense. If there was a back way out, why didn't they all just go that way? And why would Zach give that kid his backpack? She looked down at Jeffrey. There's no way he'd leave his dog, even if his poodle was a zombie. I think we should... Amy started, but her voice dwindled as the teens followed after Brian, who led them to the staircase leading down to the lower level. Just as he started loping down the stairs, he looked back at Amy, gave a little shrug, smirked, then vanished down the stairs with the rest of the group right behind. With the sound of the older kids fading in the distance, Amy felt alone again, just like when she was stuck in the treehouse and surrounded by zombies. Then she straightened and said to Jeffrey, But that was then, and this is now. I have a way to bamboozle the zombies, and I know Zack would never leave you, so let's go find him and then get out of this stupid mall. Picking up the picnic basket with Pookie inside, Amy held firm to Jeffrey's leash and headed down the hallway toward the last place she had seen Zack. Inside the gift shop, Zack had stopped struggling against the duct tape and was thinking about the problem. If he'd had some warning he was going to be tied up, he could have been ready to gain some slack as Brian bound him. His dad had taught him how to escape when tied up for a Houdini-type escape trick they did for some of their shows. But he hadn't been ready, and since the duct tape was stuck to his skin, there was no way to slide it down his wrists and over his hands. He needed some way to cut the tape. Even just a little cut should allow him to rip the tape to escape. On the floor behind the checkout counter, Zack lifted his head and scanned the front edges of the shelves for a knife or scissors. Then he spied a tape dispenser, and the cutting edge on the end glinted in the overhead light. That should do it. Squirming around, he lifted his bound feet up and carefully scooted the tape dispenser forward until it fell to the floor. It bounced twice on the carpet and started to roll under the counter, but Zack brought his feet down and trapped it in place. Pushing it into a corner and lodging it between the counter and the wall, Zack put the tape binding his ankles against the cutting edge and started pushing. As a piece of the tape gave way, his feet slipped forward and he felt the sharp edge of the dispenser slice into his ankle. Zack screamed against the tape as he yanked his legs into the air, causing drops of blood to fly onto his chest, neck, and face. He took a deep breath, tried to calm himself, and then carefully lined up the cutting edge with the next section of tape. Blood dripped from his ankle as he pushed again, this time more slowly, so as soon as the tape cut he pulled his feet back. Each slice from the dispenser only cut about half an inch of tape, but shortly Zack's feet popped apart and he laid his head back to rest before going after his hands. He raised his cut ankle where he could see it, but put it back down as blood started dripping down his leg. It wasn't gushing, but he knew he needed to stop the bleeding as soon as possible. With his legs free, Zack was able to sit up and swivel around with ease, and he scooted back toward the tape dispenser to cut the tape around his wrist when he stopped. What had he just heard? He strained to listen and realized he was hearing footsteps. 
Was Brian coming back to let him go? Then Zack realized he was hearing a lot of shuffling footsteps and moaning noises. Of course, that loud clanging sound that happened when Brian left the gift shop must have attracted most of the zombies in the mall. Zack sat still and then realized if one of the wandering zombies happened to push against the door and come in, he didn't want to be sitting there with his hands tied behind his back. He quickly, and as quietly as he could, started cutting through the tape around his wrist, careful not to cut himself anymore. When the tape finally parted, Zack pulled his arms in front of him and rotated his shoulders, trying to get the blood flowing again. He reached up and slowly peeled the tape away from his mouth, feeling like he was pulling off patches of skin. His ankle was still bleeding, so Zack pulled the cut tape from his ankles and then grabbed a couple of paper towels from a stack under the counter. He wiped at the cut, wincing at the pain. He took a couple more paper towels, folded them into a packet, and then pressed them against the cut. He pressed his other ankle against it to hold it in place while he grabbed the roll of duct tape and pulled out a piece about a foot long. RIP! It was louder than he expected, and the shuffling from outside in the hallway sped up, and the moaning got louder. Instead of ripping the tape loose, he reached back and grabbed the tape dispenser and slowly and carefully cut the tape. He wrapped it tightly around his ankle to hold the packet of paper towels in place. That should be good enough to stop the bleeding for now. Getting to his knees, Zack peeked over the counter and out the windows of the gift shop to see several zombies shuffling around between the stores. Keeping low, he crawled toward the rear of the store to get more cover between himself and the zombies. Once he was away from the windows, he stood up and the first thing he saw was a bin full of bouncy balls just the right size for juggling. Yes, I can bamboozle my way out of here, he said to himself. Grabbing three of the balls, he started sneaking toward the front of the store to figure out a plan. As he neared the windows, he realized the few zombies he'd seen were not all the zombies out in the hallway, not even close. The area between the stores was packed with zombies, shuffling around and around. So many zombies, there was no way Zack could bamboozle them enough to get away. Five minutes later, Zack had explored the entire gift shop. There was a door in the back storage area that led to a maintenance hallway, but it had a sign saying emergency exit only. That wouldn't have stopped Zack since this was an emergency, but there was also a sign saying alarm will sound when door is opened. No sense telling every zombie in the mall to come and have a bite. Now his only hope was to try and wait out the zombies. Maybe they'd get bored and move on to some other area of the mall. But so far, they all seemed to just love roaming around in a big circle. Zack's head popped up and he stared across the hall at a clothing store. Someone was in there and moving around. That person stopped dead still, and then someone else in the store started running down an aisle. They tripped and flew through the air, crashing into a glass display case and shattering it with an ear-splitting sound. All the zombies in the hall stopped and looked in the direction of the racket. At that moment, one of the doors to the clothing store silently swung open, and all the zombies headed into the store for brains. Okay, that is it for chapter 19. Zack finally got loose from the duct tape, and Amy is searching the mall for him. And what the heck is happening in the store across the hall from Zack? Hey, in case you forgot, you can get a copy of the complete Zombies Ate My Poodle book at Amazon or Apple Books. And don't worry, though, I'll remind you at least 12 more times in case you forget. In the next episode, we'll find out if Zack will get out of the gift shop and whether he and Amy find each other in the zombie mall. See you next time.